Welcome to This Is A Good Part, a podcast where we can have some girl time and talk about how to have confidence and influence as women of all ages in our lives, homes, and relationships. It's not always easy and we can feel unqualified, but Jesus just calls us to choose the good part, which is sitting at his feet and learning his ways. I'm Megan. And I'm Steph. And today we're talking about relying on God for our identity from the book Taylor Made by Pastor Alex Seeley. Also joining us today is our special guest, Abby Heinrichs. Welcome to the show, Abby. Hi, guys. We're really excited to have you on because Abby, uh, she works in the secular world, which Mm. for those of you who don't know what that is, essentially, you're like, you're out there, right? You're like in the business world, essentially, where a lot of people we've had on are are pastors. So I feel like you're going to have a really cool perspective of like, what you get to see versus maybe what we see and we know, oh, right? Yes. So you're going to bring some cool stuff to the table. Oh, well, thank you for speaking life over that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, and she can make some really incredible coffees. That's all. <laughs> But that's not all that she's great at. Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, please. Well, yes. Um, So I'm Abby, like you guys mentioned, and I'm the general manager over at the Exchange Coffee Mercantile and Eatery in De Pere. But uh, yeah, so that's like my my jam. But also I'm a mom to two young Mm. boys. I'm a wife. I'm a Jesus girl. I'm a friend. Um, And I, yeah. Yeah, that's me. A little bit of me in a nutshell. Abby in a nutshell. Yep. (laughs) Um, And so we felt like you were going to be really, really... Uh, encouraging on this topic because as we've gotten to know you, I feel like a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today Mm -hmm. are um, things you can speak really, really well to. And you guys, Abby came in with like piles of notes. I think (laughs) basically a second book. (laughs) The Abby book. Oh my gosh. No, it's It's like a dissertation. (laughs) This is just such a powerful book and I just want to do such justice to this. I mean, this book is just rich with um, just encouraging, you know, Mm. really, really good stuff. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, So let's start off with the scripture that we're going to be breaking down today. And that's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And I wonder if you speak that over yourself at all, if you think of yourself as a new creation, because uh, it can be easy to say the things, and I know we've talked about this before, like I'm a sinner saved by grace, and you still kind of identify as that that old person that you were uh, before you came to Jesus, which all of us have that story. All yeah. of us yeah. were somebody before we came to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there's kind of there's this life transforming thing that happens when you accept Jesus and you start to walk in the calling that He's called you to walk in. You're not you're not the same. You're not old. Uh, you're you're new, and you're going to look different. And that's when you can feel that that pressure of, well, my friends don't yeah, see right? me the same anymore, or um, you know, I butt heads with family or whatever because uh, you you are different, and they may not necessarily know how to respond. Um, So part of becoming that new person is also shedding those old labels. And we talked about labels last week with Pastor Sunny, how they can mold us and and shape us. And we can sort of form our little identities around them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you guys think and and have seen from this book about what are some of the God-given labels uh, that are given to others that maybe you resonate with or Uh, that you think about. Like, I'll start. So David, he was a man's man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. Well, what's interesting about David is he fell short 
of the Lord. He fell short of perfection, right? Like he sinned um, pretty miserably, mm-hmm. at least once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he he's, so he could have carried that like label with him, but instead God gives him the label, a man after his own heart. Yeah. Which is super powerful and encouraging. Um, so is there anything else in scripture? I know I wrote a couple down on our notes, but anything else that you guys kind of think of when it comes to labels in the Bible? I know I always think about Moses, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, he was, he was born, you know, as a Jew, but then adopted, you know, by the Egyptians. But I guess what strikes me is that after his I kind of fall to some extent from, you know, be living in royalty and then being called back. He's like, I can't, like, I can't, I don't have that ability. I, you know, I always think about like his speech, right? That yeah. was his, you know, stumbling block and not feeling qualified is something, right. you know, I know that I personally relate to mm-hmm. uh, and, and is a kind of a daily fight for me. And, and so I just think about like, look at how God used him to usher in this completely, um, only God, you know, moments after moment after moment after moment. And, and so, you know, he goes from somebody who, um, he talk about like a roller coaster that yeah, he experienced, yeah. right? you know, and then, and then he eventually goes from somebody who struggles with words to somebody who is speaking words over an entire, like God's nation. So that one to me is always one that I am like, look at God. I love that. I so resonate with Moses too. Yeah. Yeah. I had such strange views of Moses. Like I used mm. to think he was like such a whiny baby. <laughs> and then and then I actually studied yeah, Moses yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah. no, this guy's he's got some power behind him and he yeah, he yeah. knows what the presence of God can mm. do. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's what I want to be. Right. So he kind of challenges the Israelites constantly is poking at them and then complaining about them, right? So that's why you say that because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, he was always like, come on, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why'd you give me these dingoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> these yahoos, yeah, back there. Um, so whatever it is that you've kind of carried along with you, if you bring it to God, He'll exchange that for something new, a new label. Um, and hopefully after last week, you kind of thought of some of the things that you have carried with you, you know, yeah, I always was called this and I've sort of built my, uh, you know, my persona around this now. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm not, if I'm not successful businesswoman, then I am what? Yeah. And I think those are really deep, um, unearthing questions that maybe you're scared of the answer too, mm-hmm. right? Like like we hold a little bit of protection around that because I don't I don't know if I want to go that far. I don't know if I'm ready for that, right? Because what's on the other side? Well, and I think like just going along with that, like the the enemy twists. Like God has given totally. us these gifts and then he just takes them and he just twists them. Yeah. You know, so being um having leadership qualities, right? That you it's like okay, so the enemy is going to do everything he can to say actually know you're bossy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You think you know it all. Like it's just, he just twists those gifts. And so we have to exchange that, like right. you said, f- you know, for that healing word. And it's, it's a constant battle because whatever our gifts are, he's going to attack them. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I was, um, when I was preparing for this, I didn't have enough time to do enough research on it and I wish I would have had more, but um, I was talk- thinking about, um, how there are so many instances in the New Testament where God changes someone's name. Yeah. Mm. And 
I'm like, oh, well, God can't come down and just like change my name from Stephanie to Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great one. But, but, but I can put on the name of Christ now. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, I was, I just, do you guys have any insight or any more knowledge about, I know like from Abram to Abraham. Mm. And I guess actually in the New Testament too with Paul. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but do you guys have any insight or thoughts think, around that? I think names are really important to God. I don't think names aren't like, uh, you know, wow, I really like, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how we named like our son. We're like, oh, I really yeah. like all this. That's yeah. cute. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> Let's go with it. Uh, but names to God are v- really important. And um, I think about the name Jesus a lot because there were, well, Yeshua, there were plenty of Yeshua's roaming around. Yeah. You know, that wasn't really a unique name, but uh, Jesus has a unique name. God has a unique name that no one knows on this earth that we'll find out in heaven. I think about that a lot. I'm just like, I don't even know. It makes me like, there's a part of you that I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of parts of God that I don't know, let me <laughs> yeah. be honest. Yeah. But like, that's one thing that like, I kind of, I like stew over that a little bit and, yeah. and think about. And um, in heaven, his name will be on our foreheads. Mm-hmm. says that in Revelation, yeah. which yeah. I think is such a cool uh, description for us to think about when we're, when we're out, mm-hmm. when we're at the exchange having coffee, mm-hmm. and this is how you guys operate, I know. Uh, am I being Jesus yeah. to these people? Do I have his name on my forehead right now? Mm-hmm. Where when they look at me, they can see him reflected in me. Where mm-hmm. it's not it's not me, it's not my power, it's not because I'm so great and so peaceful, but it's literally the power of Jesus that they're seeing in me. Mm-hmm. I think that's why names are so important because they carry with it so, so much more. Than, than what you are called. And so maybe you are like, I mean, it's harmless, right? That I carried with me, I need to be successful and, and whatever. Well, it, it could be harmful. You don't know because mm-hmm. it could be, again, build, you're building identity around that. Colossians 3, 9 says, from now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. And so we're meant to act like it, like we're meant to show that and display uh, that we're defined by Christ. And Pastor Alex Seeley goes on to say some things that we should clothe ourselves with uh, and first and foremost being Jesus. So kind of like we just talked about. So what are some ways that you guys clothe yourself with Jesus um, and how should we kind of be shaped and molded by that? It's That's so good. I know I really think about, we, we say it, Around here, we we got to be Jesus with skin on, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Which sounds it it's sounds a little like, creepy. It's it a little creepy. I, I know, like a little <laughs> bit like Hannibal yes. Lecter, like. But um, no, but like it's like we are this walking example. Yeah, you know, we totally. we should. I almost at the exchange. I almost uh, I think of myself and my coworkers as, as like we're like these little like undercover ninjas <laughs> that we are like meant to just serve people with such humility and kindness and um, you know peacefulness uh, that they are like, what is up with them? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that that's what we're, our responsibility is, is yeah. we're to bring the fruits of the spirit with us wherever we go. And, and, and just kind of make people wonder like, gosh, you know, especially cause let's, let's be real. We all have stuff that we're dealing with. Yeah. And as we like build these relationships with people and we become vulnerable, we start to realize, okay, this person is still dealing with this, but, but yet they are, kind, peaceful, yeah. you know, all yeah. fruits of the spirit. So yeah, I just feel like that's like the the biggest 
I mean, my biggest challenge is like, okay, I, I got to just be Jesus with skin on in the marketplace because who knows how, you know, Alex talks about this in the book, but who knows how that one word mm. could truly impact somebody, Yeah, you know, in that day. Yeah, that's so good. So when I think of Jesus, he, he met people where they were at, right? Um, he didn't speak to them from 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I think when you're shaped by Jesus, you see people, Abby, like you're talking about, you see people differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you won't necessarily preach to them, but you'll, you'll like see them in a way where you can then come kind of like to their level and talk to them. You know, you're not going to like go off about, I don't know, maybe things that you're working on yeah. when they're like brand new to Jesus and like just figuring out yeah. their faith and they're still trying to figure out like, how do I give up the sin and stuff like that? Um, so that's what I mean by like, don't don't speak to people from that 30,000, but instead come down and like mm-hmm. be on their level and be in their in their presence. I think that really helps people feel uh, seen and mm-hmm. understood. And, and that's kind of how we, that's how we disciple people is, okay, come with me on my journey of following Christ. Uh, do as I do as I follow Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do have to kind of come on people's level, take their arms, scoop them up, bring them, bring them with you, you know? Yeah, you have to know when to be the encouraged and when to be the encourager. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is really good. Yeah. When do you find yourself having to do that? Oh, gosh. Me personally? Yeah, you personally. <laughs> <Steph>. <laughs> um, I think I find myself doing that uh, in in a lot of interactions. I've had to um, be self-aware of it yeah. because I am someone who— um, is not always confident, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do seek that validation from people, even though I shouldn't. Mm. Um, and so when I get um, encouragement, it's a, it's a great place. And um, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy and I just love it so much, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, I've had to shift in becoming a leader and being able to give the encouragement Mint, so yes. be the encourager. Um, and it's funny how that works because when you do that, and I think we talked about this last week or maybe in one of the ep- other episodes, um, when you're giving out to people, you receive that you receive that back. Yes. Oh, for sure. And it's way better than someone saying like, you did a good job. Mm. Like, like the regular encouragement that I would have um, thrived off of, it's, it's like tenfold when mm. I'm yes. able to be in a position to say, you know what, you you did something great for the kingdom today Mm -hmm. to someone, you know, that's, I love doing that. Well, it's like, I mean, Alex says too, she says, we use our words to help other discover their true identity. For sure. Right? So like we, when we see something in somebody, we, I feel like it's like our responsibility to to speak it and to like speak over it and to let them know because, you know, sometimes we just need that, we need somebody, that belief, I guess, is what Mm. I would say. That belief of like, oh, Mm. Oh, you you think I'm a hard worker? Like, oh, yes. you think I'm creative? You think I'm, you know, kind or uh, encouraging or um, have a good word? I mean, yeah. I think everybody. Uh, I mean, those words. It's it's like it's like a bank, right? We just deposit into it, into it, and and you eventually you start to believe it a little bit more. And yeah, yes. it's it's our words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And some of the other things uh, Pastor Alex tells us to clothe ourselves in is splendor, uh, which he says, this is one of the harder ones to clothe yourself in splendor because our inclination is kind of to, to hide in shame, right? Like we carry that uh, Adam and Eve spirit of, of need, mm-hmm. you know, the, our nakedness. We need to cover ourselves, but, but don't. You were created in the image of God and there yeah. is splendor to you. Um, and so if you want to read more about that, I definitely encourage you to read the book, but also clothe yourself in strength and dignity, the power of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, humility, righteousness, encouragement, love, so if you see those things in other people, absolutely say, I just can't help but notice you are the most loving person because mm-hmm. you will give them true encouragement. I mean, that is like just honey to your soul when you yes. hear that kind of stuff, right? I love the way you just put that honey to your honey soul. Honey to your yeah. soul. Makes me want a honey tea. I don't know. <laughs> That's what, is yeah. that a Proverbs? Like, no like sweet words are like, no, I think it is. It guys. is. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. Words Actually, are like honey, you're right. good to the soul and healthy for the body or something like that. There you go. That's just yeah. scripture. Yeah. See, that's why you're no reading scripture. No wonder it was so it's sweet. Your head. Yep. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and I think the opposite of feeling that encouragement and feeling uh, powerful is the feeling of insecurity. Mm-hmm. And dealing with insecurity, this is an entire chapter uh, that she talks about this here, but she defines insecurity, or maybe this was the dictionary definition, of not feeling confident or sure, not adequately guarded or sustained, not firmly fastened or fixed, not highly stable or well-adjusted, and beset by fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. How many of us, how many of you have felt not only the feelings of insecurity, but lived in insecurity. We're like, that's yeah. your that's your daily thing that you're picking up and, and putting on. Uh, something she pointed out, I think is really interesting. would love to talk about this for a minute, is insecurity always causes us to be inward focused instead of outward focused. So those things that we had just lift, listed off before, you know, clothing yourself in, in Jesus and strength and whatever, those are, those are things that are going to go on and go outside of you. They're going to bless people outside of you, but in insecurity, it just festers kind of within you, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. And she says too that, you know, and I think this is such a good point that insecurity thwarts God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. Like it, tr- it's like this giant stumbling block where we become so me, 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 me focused mm. that we are unable to like look up because yeah. we're just wow. so in our own weeds yeah. that we can't see above it. Wow, that's yeah. really good. And you're going to trip and fall when yeah. you're looking down, right? Yes. Yep. I want to read something that I found um, that relates to this, and it's um, insecurity versus pride. Ooh, tell. So pride is defined as a high opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, or uh, whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing conduct. Okay? Insecurity is defined as lack of confidence or assurance, self-doubt. But these two definitions are quite opposite, but they have one major thing in common. The value that they hold is the same. Both pride and insecurity value their own opinion over all else. Mm. So for me, when I resonated with insecurity for such a long time, I had to really pray about it mm-hmm. and um, determine if it's actually insecurity or am, wow. I, am I actually being prideful wow. in what I'm doing? Because every time that I'm saying, well, I wasn't very good at da-da-da-da-da, mm. it's so self-focused, yeah. like you guys were saying. So is it pride or is it insecurity? Wow. Yeah. Also even saying to God, like, no, I can't do that. 
I'm too insecure mm-hmm. to do that. Again, pride is holding yourself excessively high. Yeah. And like literally saying to God, no, I will not. I will not bow to you. I will not bow mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that You're right. That is a very fine line. Yeah. And as... I think the word insecurity is so fluent for us too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I was so insecure as a teenager and, and whatever. Uh, Pastor Alex Seeley says, insecure people, leaders, I'm sorry, insecure leaders create insecure people. Mm-hmm. And we're all leaders. Mm-hmm. So we all are leaders because you all are discipling someone. There's someone who looks up to you and they notice the things that you do as a Jesus person. So if you're insecure in uh, your walk with Jesus, you're gonna inspire insecure people underneath you. And I think that for me, that's almost a a reason and a call to step outside of that. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I cannot be insecure because now it's not just affecting me. It's affecting other people. Right, like like attracts like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, again, we, we have to step into the authority when we are given the authority as opposed to, again, stepping into insecurity as... Am I not good enough? Yeah. Or, or or opposite, like you said, pride, where we're just thinking like, it's all me. It's all a me focus, yeah. right? But like for us to actually just um, like step into the authority of our leader, our leadership and thank God for it. And I think keep our eyes up on him mm-hmm. as opposed to what am I doing? What am I going to say? What am, you know, my idea is the best, like all of those things, like it's just, it can like, it can trap us and the the ripple effect in our people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it can be really debilitating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you've gone through something, uh, there probably is a wound. Uh, yeah. There probably was someone who rejected you or said you're not good enough or spoke that over you, or maybe there were multiple people mm-hmm. or it was just a feeling you had, right? It was like, every time I go to a teacher, I'm faced with this. Or every time I go to yeah. a parent, I'm faced with this. And uh, it builds slowly, but surely. So insecurity, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily just crop up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of builds and it yeah. and it festers. But God created us so much differently, so much differently than that. He created us, like you said, Abby, with with authority and with power, and we know that those are things of the spirit too. So, at some point, we do have to look at ourselves and be like, "I have to lay this down because it's just it's not serving me, right?" Mm-hmm. And that's been something we've talked about a lot, but. This isn't going to serve me anymore. And maybe it did for a while because it kept you kind of like meek and humble and in the corner. And then I don't have to do the things that I'm uncomfortable with. But uh, following Jesus is is kind of all about doing things that uh, maybe are hard for you. Right? <laughs> Obedience yeah. is not easy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, this was a, a quote from the book that I just loved. Our choices often determine how successful we will be in life. So many of us throw in the towel and walk away right before a breakthrough. Sometimes your greatest meltdown will be right before your greatest breakthrough. Choose to listen to the small, quiet voice of the Holy Spirit because he knows you better than anybody else. Mm. And that's that obedience yep. that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He meets us right where we're at. Yep. Have you guys had that? Have you noticed in your life, you've been at the lowest of lows when, and what followed after that was a breakthrough. Have you guys noticed that within your lives? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, For sure. For me, when I first came to Jesus, actually, it was like my entire world was 
crumbling. Yeah. I mean, like anything that could have, my dad was passing away. My boyfriend was getting deployed. I didn't know who I was. I didn't like have a job, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then it was like, hey, come be a part of this choir and learn mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, like it was just, it changed my entire life. Yeah. Jesus changed my entire life. Wow. And it uh, there's uh, a saying maybe, it's like you can't go too far. You can't go too low for Jesus. Like yeah. he will f- always meet, he's always at the bottom of the pit, you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, wherever you land and you think I'm so far gone, I'm so, I'm so beyond help. Uh, there's no way... There's no way. If God if God knew what I thought or what I've done or whatever, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can go as low as you have gone and he will walk with you all the way back up to the top. That is a promise and a guarantee. And um, there's so much life in that. When you, when you really think about it, and maybe now, you know, you've gone through some of that stuff. You're like, I'm in a pretty good place. But, but just think about like, have some, have some humility too of that, of that walk so that when you come across someone who is, you know, they're still at that broken place, you're able to minister to them again, not from the 30,000, not from the top of the well looking down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great up here. Come on up. But like, can you get down on your yeah. knees and yeah. be with them and just be like, I want to be here with you right now, like in mm-hmm. the midst of this struggle. I don't know who that's for, but that's definitely for somebody because I think there are so many people who just, they're broken right now and they Mm -hmm. just need someone to say, hey, it's okay. Just look up for one minute, Mm -hmm. like turn your eyes to Jesus. So insecurity, it goes against God's plan. But how can we speak some some life, I guess, over that? Kind of like we were just doing, but um, what are some other ways maybe, Abby, have you experienced anything over like your, your, coworkers or your employees, I guess, of like, wh- how do you speak some life over them when maybe they're a little bit unsure or, or learning? You know, I think the, there's a, we, we talk a lot about um, using like the 10 to one rule in, mm. in what, in, in, at the exchange. So we talk about like, in, first of all, you have to build relationship. You have to build mm. the belief in people that you want what's best for them. Yeah. And so I'm constantly looking for any way that I can like, give a, give a, you know, give a compliment, give a positive note to somebody because I know that, you know, there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to say, actually, like, this is how we make that waffle. Mm. Right. And it's, and again, it's not like that. It's nothing ever. We always joke, like it's, it's coffee waffles. Like at the end of the day, it's coffee waffles. But what we're doing in that shop is like, we're discipling people. We're, we're building belief. We're directing to, to Jesus. And so for, for us, it's like, I want to build up such a base of, you know, of, of positivity with them that they start to walk in it, you know, Mm. because I think sometimes you just need somebody to call that out in you. And, and I think people will become what you expect them to become, you know, within your relationship with them. It's, you know, do you know what I'm saying? That's really good. People will become what you expect them to become. Yeah. I think that's true. Like if you're holding the bar down here, Mm -hmm. um, that's where they're going to rise to. But if you're, if you're holding it here and, and again, that's not to say that it's going to happen overnight. 
Yeah. It could take a while, but you've given them that that vision for their life. Maybe no one's ever had yeah. for them mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't believe that you have to be an alcoholic because your family's been an alcoholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, well, no one's ever said that to me. They Instead, people have said, yeah. oh, your whole family's oh, alcoholics. Oh, ooh, you better not, don't have a drink. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. maybe they've spoken that over you where now it's like this thing of fear instead of, just someone speaking some life over yeah. you. Grace upon grace upon grace Absolutely. upon grace. Like that's the that's the the strategy. Totally. Um so if you do struggle with some of that insecurity too, I think a great place to start is uh, where she goes next, which is understanding and knowing that God is our father mm-hmm. and we're made in his image. And a lot like Steph said last week. God wants good things for us and he has good things for us. There's there's not favoritism. Well, but for all of God's children, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're, we're all we're, God's we're favorite. All his favorite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such like a parent thing to say, you're all my favorite. <laughs> um so if you count yourself illegitimate though, like you're you maybe you were the unplanned child, like Pastor Alex Seely was. She's like, I wasn't planned. And that impacted her. That was her identity for a long time, is that she was unwanted and unworthy and all this stuff. Um if that's your story too, just know that there's no such thing as unplanned children. If you count yourself illegitimate, uh, read this book or read the Bible because uh, yeah. the Bible's filled with illegitimate yes. people. Yeah. Even think about Moses. He could mm-hmm. have lived, once he found out, he could have been like, I'm unwanted. Yeah. I have been, I was unworthy, even though there were, uh, you know, external circumstances that caused him to not be with his family anymore. He could have still held that kind of against them, right? Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't even the case. Uh, So knowing who your parents are, it teaches us how to act. So when we understand that we are God's daughter, we are his children, it teaches us how to act. And again, it sets that expectation for our lives higher than we could kind of create or come up with ourselves. So uh, do you guys find this easy or hard? Uh, You know, accepting God as your father, depending on him, seeing him as your source of everything— like you did when you were a kid, right? You, you had to depend on your father. So, Steph, do you do you have an easy time with this, or is this hard? Um, <laughs> when I was reading this, all I could think of is um, I don't know if you know Kelly Clarkson. Uh, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Independent. Like that's all I could think of was that song. And yeah. I was like, man, it is so hard for me um, to rely on anyone else. Yeah, let alone my father in heaven. Um, but for me, I, uh, I tend to trust my feelings a little Mm. too much sometimes. Mm. And while feelings are important and valid, feelings are fleeting at times. Right. So I need to rest in the promises and the truths that I know that I was made in the image of God. Um, and that he is my father and he is going to, um, he's going to be there. He's, He's counted my steps for me already. He knows Absolutely. what my path is. Yeah. Um, and so I need to rest in that. And I I have to remind myself of that often. Mm-hmm. Becoming a mother has been a game changer for me in having, in viewing God as my father. Because, 
you know, when, when I look at my kids and I, I truly just want the best for them and yeah. all of the time. And, and even in when I'm, when I'm to have to, to discipline them and I have to correct them and I have to, you know, like tell them, no, not right now, because I have something, you know, okay. Mm. Example. Cause yeah. I, you know what I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Mm. Like, okay. So just, just the other night, uh, we're cooking dinner. Micah, my three-year-old is basically throwing a fit because he wants a snack. And we're like, he wants checks. And I'm like, we're like cooking salmon and like, <laughs> and potatoes. And this is going to be delicious. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, no, Micah, not right now. Just wait a little bit longer because I have this really good thing yeah. for you. And, mm-hmm. and so like becoming a mother has been such a, a change in perspective of realizing like how wide and deep, and you know, God's love is for oh, us. Yeah. You know, it's Goose just, bumps. it just has been um, such a healing thing for me in, in realizing how my parents viewed me in realizing like, and, and to think that God loves us more than we love our children. Yeah. To me, like that is like the, like it just kind of like breaks me a little bit and also makes me think like, who am I that I mm. don't feel like I can trust God sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. in, in this and X, Y, Z, right? Like he wants, he wants so much for us. Mm. And, and so, we're just sometimes so darn stubborn. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 It's so true. There is something you're right, Abby, about becoming a mom and a parent. And um, even if you're not a mom or a parent, but you feel responsible for someone yeah. or, you know, like um, you mentor them or something, yeah. you have sort of that same feeling of like, I want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found myself saying, you know, I pray with my son at night when I'm like rocking him to bed and I found myself saying, but I knew it wasn't really me speaking this. It was God speaking this. And it was, uh, I created you. I love you. And I'm never going to leave you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, man, I needed, I needed to hear that right now. And so there is just this like really precious uh, gift that you get when you, when you get to speak over someone again in this, in this way, it, it pays you back so much more, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Than you could ever receive. And so, yeah, just to know that that is our true relationship is God is our father. And yes, he wants all of these things. He didn't create desires in you that he didn't like place there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He didn't he didn't create this bond and this love for family over your kids and whatever that that you just made up. Like yeah. we know love because God first loved us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't always give that credit back to God. Mm-hmm. Like we think like you don't know how I feel. And you know, <laughs> or I'm worried about this happening and God just where are you? God, where are you? God, where are you? Well, God knows. Mm-hmm. He knows all of that. So yeah, I think it. we wrestle. It can be easy sometimes <laughs> and hard at other times, like when there is big stuff going on and it can be hard to sit back and be like, okay, God, I trust you no matter what, because you're my father. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, there's something with that. You, just, just adding to that, you know, the Bible says like he had you in mind for such a time as this. Mm, it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there is like, there's such purpose for each and every one of us in, in relationship with one another, in relationship with our purpose here on earth, like right now, his ways are higher. We need to trust mm. that there is purpose right now in what we are doing. Amen. You know, even like hitting the bottom, like even in that, like there is purpose for that because yes. it helps us, you know, it helps us to be relatable. It helps us to be able to get in the trenches with people. It, it's, we're all created for such a time as this. Um, even when it's like, what am I even doing? 
doing? What am I even here for? But it's, it's because you're, it's for right now. That's good. And if you're, if you don't feel like you've gotten this fullness that we're talking about, um, she speaks a little bit about it on page 90 of the book. And she literally drew a line in her carpet in her apartment. And I just loved this because I was like, this is something I would probably do. She sat on the floor, drew a line in the carpet, stepped over it and symbolically said to God, I'm done with the old and I'm choosing to follow you. I mean, and that is like, that's what baptism is for. Um, There's many things, but maybe you just need to do that in your closet, Mm -hmm. your prayer closet on your knees and draw that line in the floor and say, God, I'm stepping over this. I I accept you Mm -hmm. as my father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe those words need to like literally come out of your mouth. Yeah. Yes, I accept you. Because you think like, well, God knows I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you tell God that you love him often? Like, are you blessing him too so that he can bless you? And then this mindset uh, is just going to be second nature to you. Well, it'll be first nature to you because uh, it is our first nature. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so... Next part then of the book, we move into the forgiveness piece, which, uh, you know, forgiveness, it's its so essential in unlocking our identity because again, we can hold a lot of this stuff kind of captive mm-hmm. in our hearts. Um, what were some things that you pulled out of this chapter, Abby? Mm. Ooh, yeah. When it comes to just giving forgiveness... I think we just have, like, it's, we, we have to readjust our lens. It just made me think about, like, God, Sunny, will, Pastor Sunny will say this often, and she quotes from Tony Robbins, and he <laughs> said, you know, life doesn't happen to us, it happens for yeah. us. And so being able to forgive ourselves in our choices that maybe we've made that we have Ooh, shame or guilt good. about, yeah. you know, forgiving, um, you know, this is when I know I had to forgive. I had to forgive God. Like God, mm. right? Like I had to say, and 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 again, God doesn't like God knows all things. But I had I had a skewed image, and we kind of talked about. This, but I had a skewed image. Yeah, I thought that God like did some of these things like because He didn't care, mm. right? And so, like, how could you take away my mom? How come? How could you let my mom suffer? I had a really yeah. skewed image, and so I had to relearn that relationship with God and forgive myself for how I treated God. I had to, I had to, like, in my mind, just, just forgiving God isn't necessarily the right phrase, but I had to, like, I had to change how I I viewed God because I was, I was. I had swapped like him in the place for, um, for the enemy a little bit. Mm. Do you guys know what I'm saying here? Yes. Okay. Okay. And I do think that that kind of comes back to insecurity can breed sort of this, this gaping hole in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we know when we read scripture is that God is meant to fill all of our insecurity, all of our anxiety, all of our worry. But what happens when we don't, Fill that insecurity and worry with God. Yeah. Well, I think it just leads us to just this constant searching. And I know I struggled with that for a really long time. You know, I was looking, I was looking to everything in the world to fill that hole, whether it was for me, well, that was self-help books, self-help books, uh, personal, you know, personal growth. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm just like so into personal growth and like, you know, things like <laughs> 
It's sort of personal growth. It was it was shopping. It was going to coffee shops. It was buying things. It was, um, you know, I went to psychics. You guys. I mean, it was all yeah. of these things. I was searching for, I was searching for peace. I was searching for this this restlessness to end. And it wasn't until I went to church, and uh, I remember the first time being in worship, went by myself. I didn't know anybody. Just Googled like church near me. Mm. And I went and in worship, just, I just bawled. Mm. And it was pretty much like that for the next six months. And <laughs> yeah, and it, it still happens now, but I, I to me, I, I feel like now when I look back, what was happening was there was this like, God, this Holy Spirit was just filling into that and, you know, pushing out all these emotions that I had and the things that were trying to falsely fill this void that Really, I I just needed Jesus, um, and you know it's always fun too. Is that after you get done bawling in worship, uh, and then like turn and high five somebody yeah. around you, and you're like, <laughs> you're like yeah. eyeliner's just like all yeah. on your face. <laughs> but but have you guys found it all? Like stuff? Have you found yourself like searching for trying to fill that with things other than God? Yeah, like I said earlier, um, I'm someone who like habitually looked for validation. Mm. Um, so when I first got married, that was really really hard. I put a lot of pressure on my husband Ooh, yeah. to um, remind me constantly of how great I am and mm-hmm. how beautiful I am and how important I am. Um, and he he can't do that. Like, I mean, yeah. he can say those things to me and that's yes. great. And yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate that, but that's not filling the actual hole that's inside of me that I needed to get the word inside of me mm-hmm. um, and f- to fill that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. And you think when you get married that that person is your perfect match, the puzzle mm-hmm. piece, right? Yeah. They're going to complete me. Uh, <laughs> the one. The one. Only. Soulmate. Well, I don't know if there is such a thing as a soulmate. Ooh, insert eye roll. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're a soulmate or no? No. Oh, no. Okay. I was like, wait, are we going to argue right now? <laughs> Uh, no, because I mean, right. What we're saying, like only God can be that perfect compliment to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will only find the validation that you seek in God. Mm. You will only find the validation that you seek about who you are in God, the truth about your identity in God, not, not in a guy. Never. Oh, Man, yeah. I wish somebody had said that to me when I was 18. They probably did. But if you don't have ears to hear, yeah. you know, you're not going to hear it. Yeah. And sometimes it takes having to learn that. Yeah, the hard way of, no, that definitely, that relationship, it did not, it did not fill me. It hurt me, Mm -hmm. right? And like now you're left with even more questions that you had than when you came into it. Mm -hmm. And if you're in one of those relationships where you're just waiting for that person uh, to tell you all of the things that you think are going to heal you, that's not the place to be. Yeah. It's really not, but it's not to say that it's not the right relationship, but you're in it for the wrong reason. And so, you know, stop and and turn around, turn your eyes to Jesus over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I'm really glad that we, we went here because uh, the good part of this show is that no matter how hard it tries, we we cannot and we should not be shaped by the world's identity. Uh, we can't if we don't allow it, right? Like we have the authority to say, no, that this is not gonna be my identity. I'm not gonna live in insecurity. I'm not gonna live in fear uh, because we're made in his image, in his mind, and we are to be one with him, not one with the world. And yes, this will take time, but take heart because you are a new creation. And so I hope that uh, strengthens you and kind of helps you think of 
what it means to be a new creation in Jesus a little bit differently. So good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Abby. Yeah, thank you for having me, ladies. Loved having you. Come again. We'd love to have you. (laughs) (laughs) As always, thank you, ladies, for listening. Be sure to tune in next week as we conclude the final four chapters of the book, Taylor Made. Uh, Yeah, we can't wait to see you. See ya. Bye.